Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO Coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO Coach, Jillian Musig. And welcome to this edition of... CEO Coach on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm Jillian Music, and I'm your CEO Coach. Today, I want to talk about how to blow up a startup, the biggest financing pitfall for entrepreneurs. Uh, Forbes wrote a wonderful article. At, you can find it at Forbes.com. Just search for the terms, how to blow up a startup. And you can go to my new Facebook page, which is just way cool. Uh, go check there. You will find a link to the article on facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. So again, facebook.com CEO Coach Podcast, all one word. Uh, now let's get on with this. What is this idea of blowing up your startup? Well, There are a number of tips that are offered in this article that Forbes put out just a few weeks ago. It talks about, for example, crowdfunding. It's not enough and not fast enough. This crowdfunding in recent years is a great idea. Recently, the United States put into effect uh, a ruling, not quite law yet. Uh, The law, I think, technically went into effect on the 1st of June, but all the regulations around it are still coming into place, right? Now, crowdfunding enables companies to get more than that erstwhile 500 magic number of investors before they have to do things like file with the SEC. 
This opens up the ability for companies to get maybe a dollar a piece out of 5,000 people and get 5,000 bucks to start up. So you can see how exceeding that 500 investor mark becomes an important issue. Right? So entrepreneurs think, oh boy, that's a quick and viable way. You can mine this um, you know, uh, field, if you will, of uh, folks who are willing to fund entrepreneurial uh, aspects and so on. But it doesn't really work quite that well and easily. If you have things that are in the goodwill sector, in the nonprofit sector, using places like kickstarter.com does work very effectively. People kind of get around an idea that you want to, I don't know, spruce up a park or even build one in the neighborhood community and they will kickstart that idea. But they don't necessarily become investors in a for-profit company. Crowdfunding is great for things like maybe small projects. An independent film is mentioned in this article, for example. Um, Multi-million dollar capital expense, uh, intensive uh, you know, companies, not so much. So think about the kind of corporation you're looking to build and determine whether or not it's small enough in the beginning to crowdfund at all. If you need, I would say, more than half a million bucks, you're probably way out of your league. I would suggest if you're in the 100000 or less, you might want to be looking at crowdfunding and crowdsourcing your funding uh, there. I don't necessarily say you shouldn't go for it if you need more money, but your chances are much greater if you have a very small funding requirement. Be very clear when you get on these crowdfunding sites. Tell them what you're building. Tell them why they should want to be a part of it, the WIFM, because most people will throw 5 or 10 or $15 down because they actually just want that project built. If you're doing something around the gaming industry and you pop something up that says, you know, we need 25000 or 50000 to build the last piece of this project, go to all of your gaming communities and let them know you're building it and tell them you're raising money at whatever site you choose. That will encourage people that you know outside of those systems to actually get to the website you need to get the money. Do not think you can just put down a... Um, you know, a write-up of what it is you're about to build and say, come fund our company. This is way cool. Nobody's going to be at that funding site. They don't just come there to browse around and say, where can I spend money? You have to go market it outside. So the tighter the community you have outside to market to, the more intensely engaged they are with what you do, who you are, or what you're about to build, the better off you are in getting them to come and put a few bucks down. All right, so remember that. Crowdfunding, you're going to have to market, not just talk. Next, let's talk about the difference between equity and debt. Uh, this Forbes article says the devil is in the details, and I absolutely agree. Most people think of funding a company, a, a fresh startup, with pieces of equity. The first thing that I see entrepreneurs doing is giving away too much of their equity. They figure, hey, it's a startup, what the heck, there's nothing here, and they happily give away 50% of their company to their partner. In the end, that isn't such a great idea. If you're two partners starting out together, 50-50, not a bad idea, but then nobody has control. You might want to think right there at the beginning, 50-50 perhaps in terms of the cash equity and so on, but perhaps voting rights might be, all right, one of us has really got to run this, it was really your idea, and the other one will be supportive in a different way. It almost always works better that way. You can choose whether you want to do it. The second piece, though, would be in terms of raising money. 
So there's two of you with a great idea, and you've got 50-50, and a third guy's got some cash, and maybe he can help out as well, and that sounds great too. So now it's going to be a third, a third, and a third. Hmm, not so much. I know somebody absolutely brilliant who put together a company in search marketing services who went out and had two partners um, whom he had known for many years, so friends as well as partners, and he did the third, third, and a third. And I thought, wait a minute, it was your idea, you were in business for a year or two, then you brought these guys in, and then you said, okay, look, this stuff actually works and I'm making money, so come make a big company with me. Yeah, maybe that should have been 10% and 10% and you take the rest. After all, the initial folks were there the first year, right, the founder and perhaps a couple of folks working with or for him, right, the founder was there in the first year when all the risk was there, none of the profits were there, and all the hard work came in. Think carefully about the amount of equity you're going to be giving away for money. All right? You can do it in two ways. If you take money for equity, you don't owe it back, if you will, in terms of a debt. If you take money for debt, it's a loan. You can do it at a bank. You can do it with private folks. You can do it with all kinds of ways that you can have debt. Right? Debt says you have a bill. You're going to pay it at some point. You'll pay some interest. It seems like a lot of money. I'm going to take $100,000. How will I ever pay that back? Well, if your company is successful, the company will pay it back. If not, and it's only collateralized by the company itself, you're in great shape. If it's collateralized by your home, you could have to pay that on your own. That's quite different. Then you've taken out an additional mortgage, perhaps, a, a home equity loan or some such thing. Right? That's quite different. So think about the risks. But in terms of the sum of money that you must pay back, when you take an equity uh, investment in your company, it is the most expensive money you will ever take. So we're going to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk about equity and debt and the devil in the details. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try my SEO tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com. myseotool.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's go inside the WebmasterRadio.fm production studio, where the production team is stitching up podcasts to load up into the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Rock on, Laurie, and rock the world with LinkedIn. Welcome to Domain Masters, a show where you learn to be the master of your domain. Yeah, I want to welcome you to this edition of the SEO Rockstars. Hi, this is Bennett Kelly, and you're listening to the Cyber Law and Business Report. And welcome to CEO Coach. 
Listen to all of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm podcasts without downloading. Only on the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Just click on the Stitcher banner on our website. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back to CEO Coach. We're talking about the difference between equity and debt. Based on this article from Forbes magazine, you can go to my Facebook page at facebook.com slash CEO Coach podcast. Again, CEO Coach podcast, all one word. Hope you press like on that and spread it around and have your friends like the button as well, uh, like that page as well. In the meantime, let's talk about the equity and debt and that Forbes article where you can find the, email, uh, the address to that article on my Facebook page. It says you can have traditional forms, equity and debt financing, as opposed to crowdfunding, right? The choices lead to the dilution of project ownership. Okay, So Let's take a look at how that might be. If you take equity funding, somebody has a share of your company. If you take equity funding at more than 20% in the very early days for angel funding or friends and family, you will quickly find yourself with a declining amount of the shares of your own company. Say there's only one founder, you. You've got 80% now. You've given away 20% at the very early days when your company was valued at maybe $100,000 maybe a million dollars. As your company grows and you need a serious round A funding, those guys don't want to get in for less than about 20%. If you can sell out or, excuse me, buy out the initial investors with that funding, then this party might be able to have their full 20 or 22 or 25%. And you still have 75%. If not, the 20% was given away, another 20 to 22% or so is going to get given to the next folks, and suddenly you've already got 42 or 44%, or, you know, and it begins to eke out bit by bit. And the value of what you've given away is now significantly larger. Your company's now worth maybe 5, 6, or 10 million pre-money. Over time, the amount of money that you essentially pay because the stock has its value in equity is the most expensive money you'll ever take. It's so difficult to look far down that road and say, am I really prepared to give away that much of what I know will be a big issue and so on right? when the time comes? So think about it carefully. If at all possible, you take debt. Debt means you have a bill and you pay it. You're going to take a loan. If you can, wake all. If not, because the risks are too great, then be prepared to share your idea as well as the finances down the road, the income. And most importantly, at some point, as you have equity investors, they also have a say in what goes on in your business. Make sure as you raise those kinds of funds that you don't have uh, things that say they get to tell you when to sell. Your company is suddenly worth 15 or $20 million, your investors want out. They may not even be, you know, uh, majority holders of stock. You may still have the majority of stock, but you've already written into the contract that they get to do that. They get to call it. 
if somebody wants to buy your company at 15 to 20 mil, just as you were sure you could be 50 or 100 million in the next couple of years. That would be very uncomfortable. So think about what it is you do when you make those agreements for equity. The wonderful part about this Forbes article that I mentioned, and I give you a link to on my Facebook page, and that again is facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast, is that they offer some creative ideas. What they say is that creative entrepreneurs succeed when they come up with these creative financing ideas. One of them would be joint ventures. Right? Now, they're referring to things like a mining institution. So joint ventures for that or rights offerings or equity injection funding to certain milestones makes all kinds of sense, right? For major uh, enterprises that have hard costs, real estate, uh, funding of equipment, all of those kinds of things. If we're talking about the tech sector, some of these ideas still apply to us, and we often don't think about it. Let's take a look at that, joint ventures. If you have something you're about to build that seriously enhances the value of someone else's product, you're hoping they'll be your buyer. Did it ever occur to you that they might, quote, buy a piece of you right up front to help you build it? They just might. Now, there's some dangers. You tell them all about it, they might build it themselves. That's a possibility. But if there's an awful lot of work and effort involved in it, and you're willing to take it on, they may simply be willing to almost outsource it for the amount of funding you would require. Think about whether or not joint venture might be the right kind of offering for you. Rights offerings. There's a good one, too. You know there are two, three, five companies out there who are going to want whatever it is you're about to build. You could sell it to them, if you will, kind of like an API, right? You could pre-sell it to them. Go over to them and say, I'm about to build this. I've got four other companies whom it would work with as well. If each of you guys put down X amount of dollars, that funds my entire thing, and each one of you will have lifetime rights to whatever it is that I'm about to build. There are some risk involved. Because who knows, you might not be able to build it for that, or the company may not be viable. But any one of them already has a seat at the table. They already own a small piece of you. Not bad. If each one of them takes, say, 5%, and you've got 75%, you're still good to go. If each one of them needs 10%, and they're going to have 50%, and you have the other 50%, be pretty sure that one of them is going to buy you. But it's a good idea. Check it out. So API kind of in advance, rights offerings. Equity injections. Okay. Equity injections would be perhaps in our sense of the word from a technology standpoint, an interesting option here. You could get someone to put in a piece of their value into your company in order for you to be able to build what you need. So you need cash, not equity in another company. But if the other company is publicly traded and you can capitalize on it, in other words, either borrow based on the value of that stock or sell that stock itself, then you might be able to have a deal again going. They have a piece of you. Perhaps they'll take all of you and kind of pre-buy you. There are all kinds of ways depending on what you're building. Funding at certain milestones sometimes makes investors happier. So if you have to go out for funding 
and you're saying to the investor, well, I need 100000 They go, yeah, but I'm not sure if you're actually going to make this thing. So I'll put down twenty, and every time you hit the next milestone, I'll put in more until you hit the 100000 By the time they get their 100000 into your company, you will have probably created whatever it was you needed to. You had the money coming in at a guaranteed regular rate as you met your milestone. So as you need the money, it's coming. That's good. For cash flow, and at the end, of course, your company's worth a whole lot more than the first time the guy put in the first twenty grand. So think about it. He's going to put down a hundred thousand. You're going to say the company's worth a million bucks. That's great. By the time you build the darn thing, it's probably worth closer to two. Right? The numbers on that one might be as small as it's worth a half a million dollars with just the idea today. By the time you build it, it's worth a million or two million. So they could essentially double the value of their equity uh, investment simply by having you build it and meeting it out along the way. That creates a mutual trust, and it really works better. Once you've decided whether or not you're going to take funding, you might take a look and say, I'm going to bootstrap this, and I'm not going to take funding. So let's take a look at that. There's another wonderful new magazine out called YFS Magazine. It stands for Young, Fabulous, and Self-Employed. I kind of like the whole thing. If you haven't checked it out, check it out on the web. It's called YFS, as in Sam, Entrepreneur.com. They've got a great article, too. They say 10 financial mistakes to avoid when bootstrapping your startup. I like these. Let's run through some of them. The first thing, don't expect profit overnight. That would speak to whether or not you really do need some funding. Bootstrapping is cool. If you have a day job and you're just building at night and on the weekends, well, you can probably keep this going for a very long time, so long as you have something in the tech sector where you don't have a lot of capital expenditure in addition to your time. If, however, you want to build the thing and leave your day job, You'd best make sure you have a solid 12 months of living expenses and probably a little more than just ramen living expenses because it's going to get to that anyway. And you may seriously want to consider funding again. Don't expect those profits to come overnight as soon as you build something. Just because you launch does not mean the marketing's already in place, doesn't mean everybody else is going to love it. Your first launch should be considered to be, as we say, alpha or beta. It's a test. Wait for people's response. You will need to make changes, and then you'll need to take off again. A few times we read those wonderful stories of the bright and shiny companies who just take off at the very first iteration and away they go. Often, we don't see the muck that came before, or, on very rare occasions, these are the guys that are worthy of being all over the papers, and that's why we read about them. For your own startup, count on having to go back and creating uh, and create another iteration or two or three before your launch is seriously successful. Do show your profits. The biggest mistake that these folks are at the yfsentrepreneur.com folks are uh, seeing is that businesses that are bootstrapping attempt to lower their costs and they in- include low, uh, minimizing their taxes. Right? You want to minimize your taxes but you do actually want to make sure that you claim what profits you have made. It makes you bankable. 
Uh, it means you can go to the bank and get loans. It means you can go to the bank and get better deals on everything from checking to lines of credit and so on. It certainly means that funding groups would be more interested in you if you do need a serious round A after you've bootstrapped kind of through the friends and family and angel round. So don't forget there are larger issues at stake than just trying to reduce your taxes. Show the profits there, pay a few more bucks in taxes, it will be tremendously valuable to you as you head for the banks and for other creditors. Finally, don't grow too fast. When you set out to build a business, several things can happen. One, you don't grow very fast at all after the launch of your minimum viable product. Very disappointing. Number two, a nice healthy group of folks kind of come along and buy your stuff and you're chunking along and that's good. But equally dangerous to not growing at all is growing too fast. If you do that, right, you must take on employees quickly. You must get new uh, offices quickly. You hit critical mass points where you need more equipment than you can physically buy outright. You're going to begin to need uh, operating capital, lines of credit to even out the cash flows. Make sure you're aware of what it takes to grow beyond a certain point in your own business. Are you going to need a new office when you hit five people or 15 people or 50? How much space do you have today and what is it costing you? Right? The more people you put into a physical rented space, for example, until you have to grow, the less cost per person it is. That's great. But even as you add more people, your payroll goes up. Your cash flow may not be evening out quite as quickly. Right? You're going to need people, for example, to serve new clients. If you sign on one new client, well, you can get a couple of folks to stretch out their time and fulfill that new client's arrangement before that first payment comes in because you must produce something, perhaps, if you're a service provider or a product provider before the customer is going to pay you especially if you have a hard product, right? They're not paying for it until you deliver it, right? But if it's services, even then, you might not get anything down until you deliver your service. So again, how are you going to pay all of your bills before you get paid by the client? And if your client's a really big client, it's like, oh boy, we got the Boeing company. They often don't pay for six months and good luck on having them pay those penalty fees. They'll just get around to paying you in six months, so understanding the speed at which you can grow before you need another cash infusion in order to even out the costs of operating your company is critical to whether or not you survive the first growth periods. Think again whether you'll take lines of credit, investment, or perhaps whether you will simply charge your customer a down payment before you begin to serve the account. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. WebmasterRadio.fm The addiction that's good for you. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back as we wrap up here at CEO Coach. Uh, we're talking about options for funding, options for bootstrapping, and the things you need to take a look at very early on before you decide whether or not you need that money and how you might creatively get a hold of some. So the number four uh, tip here on the YFSentrepreneur.com uh, article says create an emergency fund. Uh, I can't stress that one enough. If you're starting a company, you've got some cash sitting around that says that's what I'm going to build with. Right here today, take one-fifth of it and put it aside in a different account. Think of it as you just your, your emergency fund only if the sky falls in. You will be so grateful to have it. And if you need to play more games with yourself, take half of that and put it yet in another fund so you've got 10% emergency fund and another 10% waiting behind you. Trust me, when you hit that first turn of the 10% that you have right up front and you know you still have 10% more behind you, you will already be panicking. But you will have enough time to go do some fundraising, get a proper loan because you still got money in the bank, and to make sure that the cash flow is evened out. Under all circumstances, don't run out of cash. At that point, you have no negotiating power, neither with banks, not really with your credit cards, not with people who are investing. You will sign anything and do anything in order to be funded over the seriously roughest times of your own startup. I have seen it happen again and again. And even those entrepreneurs who did so and signed anything and did anything to get that money and were well cared for, by the people who were investing, right, who weren't getting screwed over, always felt that they had been. 
it's not a good place to negotiate from. So make sure that you are constantly in control of that thing which you own, your company. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be back next week with another broadcast. In the meantime, do visit us at our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Hit like, spread it around. Hopefully a bunch of you will do that as well. I'll keep you up to date with my thoughts during the week and on what we'll be broadcasting in the future. You can also download these shows through iTunes or at webmasterradio.fm. Till next week, this is Jillian Music. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.